I try, I, I try to keep my head in the door frame. If you need a, a barber. You're good. You're good. You're good. It's gonna update in a second. Oh, I see. You did a great job. Yeah. You did a great job. Yay! Welcome to Loser Lee's Wrestling. Welcome to Loser Lee's Wrestling. This is the woos and what's of the Dynamite Halloween Havoc. <laughs> a few other things. We're having a fun time today because yeah. there's no live Dynamite. Right, Royster? Uh, oh, by the way, my That's name is right. Red Jefferson, and I'm here with Roy Hammer. Uh, Roy, uh, there's no dynamite tonight, right? We didn't, we didn't fuck it there up. There's no dynamite tonight. No, we didn't fuck it up. There's no dynamite tonight. Comes back uh, live next Wednesday. We'll be with you next Wednesday. Oh, Lord, we're glitching up again. Are we? Oh, why are there so many dropped frames? Well, nobody's here yet, so. We got one. <laughs> it's you. Oh. No, that doesn't count. <laughs> no, it's us. We don't count as a viewer if I'm viewing it from our account, right? Is that true? I don't know. I think we're back at, but aren't you, are you logged into your no, personal YouTube? Wrestling. Oh, interesting. But uh, welcome to Lose Lose Wrestling. We're, 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 we're having fun here. We're fixing out the, uh, figuring things out as we go. That's how we do. But we're talking about yeah. a lot of things today. A lot of things. But yes. what did you want to say before we came on air? You wanted to say something. Yeah, I, I this is a very silly story. And um, I'm going to try to pull up a picture of him because I doubt anyone is familiar with who he is as a wrestler, which is totally understandable because he was kind of a jobber. Um, in honor of doing Halloween Havoc 1997, I went back and I read Dave Meltzer's review of Halloween Havoc 97, sure. um, when it happened and he is outraged in the review about the fan that climbs the cage and jumps in the ring. Cause it's a plant fan. It's plant. It's not real. And he's outraged. Yeah. I don't know if it is or it isn't, honestly. Looking at it again, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, but he's outraged by it because it's he feels like it's encouraging fans to jump the guardrail and get involved. And he tells a story about how there's a wrestler named Roadblock who got his start in wrestling because he jumped the guardrail in the 80s and beat the shit out of one-man gang. Oh, man. <laughs> and, you know, I wanted to show you what Roadblock looks like. Sure, sure. This this is Roadblock. Can anybody? Can anybody I remember see Roadblock. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's huge. He, came, oh, he, he beat up one man gang. He jumped what the are... guardrail trying to get to Hogan when Hogan was fighting one man gang in the WWF, and one man gang was in front of him, so he beat the shit out of one man gang. <laughs> he's, he's one man gang. Shit, that's <laughs> fucked up. We got some comments here. We got S. You're live, pals. Yeah, we're damn right we're live. We got Chica Mark saying stream looks good to me. Thank God. Thank God. God. Don't jinx it, though. <laughs> Do not jinx it. It's literally hanging on by a thread. <laughs> uh, Roadblock is a big boy. You're damn right he is. Us. Yeah, big no, time. Right he is. You want to talk about um, this week's Dynamite first real quick? Yeah, let's talk about AEW. Let's uh, get some Dynamite stuff out of the way here because we have some things to talk about here. Um, because they released the bracket. That was the hot news from this week. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, just ma some major uh, woos and whats. Uh, want me to go through and see what your thoughts are? Absolutely. absolutely. So uh, a woo for me, Malachi versus Dante Martin. Malachi yeah. Black versus Dante Martin. So what's going on here? So I love Malachi Black and Dante Martin. Uh, does uh, so Malachi Black like what needed to take a shit in the middle of a match or something like <laughs> his stomach started hurting? <laughs> what is I was I was legitimately concerned. I was like, this guy's doing a great job, or he's you know maybe he's irritable bowel syndrome. Who knows? I don't I don't know. But 
Yeah, I uh, I thought he did a great job selling, and I love the future uh, for Dante Martin. And I Leo love Rush. the future for Dante Martin and Leo Rush. I'm just curious what this Malachi Black thing is. CM Punk let a little thing squeak out. He's just like maybe it's the the mist, maybe it's the mist. And yeah, he's swallowing. Honestly, the mist. because uh, he's stealing it from Japanese culture, he's just not prone to be able to use the mist. <laughs> He's not. He's not used to it. it, it there's something about yeah. it. He shouldn't be. Uh, but uh, maybe there's something going on with that. I actually think there's something to it. By the way, CM Punk was on commentary, and boy, did he seem grumpy this week. Just bl- you think oh, so? Yeah, I'm gonna get into a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> like uh, another woo for me was uh, even though it was a it was a fine match, not huge, but uh, the Super Frogs versus the Lucha Bros. Yeah, that was yeah. a fine match. Yeah. It wasn't like anything crazy, right? I was, who was I talking, was I talking to you about, no, I actually, I watched this show with friend, with not even friend of the show, the third compadre, I watched the show with Moet. Oh, the third. Him and I sat down and watched the show together. Oh, you watched it together? I don't know. Yeah, we watched it together. He happened to be in my neighborhood, so we got together and we watched the show together. That's sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah, it was great. It was really great. And I was telling him my favorite thing about that whole thing. What are you doing? You Okay. (laughs) Oh, nice. Too bright. Um, my favorite thing about that is that, hey, just because Andrade brings in FTR to fight the Lucha Brothers doesn't mean that they're always working together. I love a world, a wrestling world, where bad guys work with bad guys because they're bad yeah. guys. Yeah. I and I also that. like the explanation later, but basically with Super Frogs versus Lucha Bros, uh, CM Punk broke the news before they were, he was supposed to. This is what I'm talking about when CM Punk's been in a bad mood. He's just like, oh, it's FTR. And then the Tony. I like that. Like, fuck you doing <laughs> the fuck are you doing <laughs> they're gonna do okay well we'll get into it <laughs> we're gonna get into tony not knowing when someone isn't real <laughs> sure. later on in the show when we talk about Halloween <laughs> it's a running theme of tonight's show is tony just being easily uh duped easily duped yes but uh uh ftr won the championships the triple a tag team titles which look like a literal little pieces of cardboard <laughs> like they look terrible I think the they're fun. Look, I think the they're belts fun. look bad. They look like two crowns on leather straps. Uh, we have some comments here. S writes, the nod from Black to Dante at the end was just chef's kiss. Uh, that, that's, that was pretty good. That was a really good way yeah. of like kind of like elevating Dante without taking away from... Uh, he, he, took, he took a loss and it was fine. Um, also, uh, uh, Joe writes, hi, Joe. Uh, he should have called Tajiri for points on the mist. God, I loved him. Tajiri won the championship. He won that with a yeah. junior heavyweight over an MLW. It's like the is it the middleweight? The middleweight. He's back, Joe. He's middle back. I love yeah, Punk ruining back. the FTR surprise. Not all commentators should act like morons. Is that what your take is, Royster? Well, yeah, because if you're paying attention, again, AEW, you know, gives you credit if you're paying attention. And if you looked at their boots, you knew that that was those were FTR's boots. They had they wear the same boots every. I week. guess I'm more upset with the whole angle. I don't like this. I don't like I don't like this whole conquistadors super frogs thing. Sure. Like I feel like it's sure. uh, it's been overdone, and it's very yeah. obvious when it's done. Like I feel like there's more uh, fun ways of having this type of match happen than doing super <laughs> yeah. frogs. Uh, well, I will say I just remembered this. Um, I want to give credit to Tully because Tully ran out wearing a green polo shirt that matched the super frogs <laughs> gear. <laughs> <laughs> Tully, Tully, great job, Tully, great job. That's how you're in and out. Um, some more things here. Some little. Uh, here's a big. Here's a big woo. Serena D backstage. Love her. Love that they're continuing the food with a feud with Sheeta. Um, 
Uh, we also had what other big what? I thought of you in that Serena Deep segment. I thought of you because you know we've talked about it on this show before. How like when the women are gonna have these like heated backstage exchanges, like physical exchanges, for the first time ever, there's no agent to tell them like, hey, you can't hit the way you hit in the ring because the camera's yeah. gonna be five feet away from you. Gotta lay it in a little bit more. She'd have laid it. Oh, in. they beat that. She yeah. hit deep. Yeah, it was great. It was really, really good. As, they can do no wrong. And, but just to show uh, the opposite side of it, with Britt Baker and uh, and a Jay later on when they had their brawl, literally not selling anything for him, for him. For him, for him. And it was very, like, just a big juxtaposition. Uh, we got essay. <laughs> just a note that you fellas need to bring the heat tonight. I have the uh, Sig Other watching. She's what? The Sig? Significant Other. Oh, the Sig. The Sig Other. The Significant Other watching. She might join the LLW fam. Well, welcome on, S and company. I don't know your initial, uh, Sig. Hey, Significant Other. Oh, uh, that's very I just want to point out that... Our technical difficulties are part of our charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the fun of it. As you got to explain that to her and let her know that that's part of the fun of it. It's like, will will we finish the show? Won't we finish the show? It's all a part of the fun. Thank you so much. Uh, We're trying. As, and so bringing hard. someone into the LLW fam. That's what I've asked all of you, honestly. I've asked you all to bring one friend or family member. And so far, S is accomplishing that. Thank you so much. Um, uh, another thing here, a big woo for me from that episode Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta. Just beat the (laughs) shit out of him. That's the side I want from John Moxley. And that's something that's missing from AEW. It's just someone that's just going to come in and just tear the fucking house down. Did you not like it? I love, I, uh, yes, I liked it. I'm not going to, let's not get too complicated here. I liked it. I think that's what they need to do. I completely agree with you. If Tony Khan's scribble on his little notebook on the sideline of his little sports game is true, then they're leading to Moxley versus Brian in the finals of We're that tournament. Get to so you've that. got to well, you've got to turn Moxley into a monster yeah. now. He's got to be a badass again. Yeah. He's like he's no longer angry that he has a baby. He now needs to be angry that he's you know Moxley. I just love the fact that he didn't take forever to get to the ring and he just immediately stormed it, trashed him, then left. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Love it. Uh, what was she? Oh, ooh, uh, the Sig other. Uh, Goes by K. 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 Guess where you're coming? The pizza party. Uh, S. Maybe not. <laughs> he's, a, he's a dog. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're dog. Uh, Joe writes. Can I recruit my brother Jeff? Does he count? <laughs> uh, no. Well, if you could get him to watch with you, but he gets frustrated easily, I imagine. Um, but we got to move on. We got to move on from this. Yeah. Uh, we got um, <laughs> fucking Chris. Uh, another uh, another woo. Um, is, uh, Miro. Oh, yeah. Fucking Miro. He is forsaken. Miro has been forsaken by God. And he says, you made a body of granite by the neck of sand. What kind of joke is that? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. If you won't won't let me redeem for you, I will be your enemy. He's going against God. I love it. (laughs) Love it to death. I'd love to hear what all you think of that, because that's very interesting to me. Uh, uh, S writes huge woo 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 that you thank you S. Uh, CM Punk yeah. saying great head of hair on Serena Deeb during her promo. Hell of a callback. I don't understand that. What does that mean? When she oh when, she remember when the CM head. Punk was part of the straight edge. Oh, she shaved yeah the head yeah yeah yeah. That's very really good. good. That's a great callback. Really great good. great call, great find us because I did not catch that. Yeah. Uh, also, I just want to add to that Miro yeah, give me comment. Some Miro. 
You're 100% right, and there is no one on AEW who makes more of 90 seconds than yeah. Miro. These, like, 90-second promos that he does, these little videos, they're incredible. Uh, absolutely amazing. Absolutely incredible. He's really uh, – he has come so far, so uh, such a 180 from how he started. And now he is, uh, honestly, yeah. one of the most dependable people on the show. Uh, uh, yeah. it, it, it's crazy what they did with him. Um, well, another th- another woo here, because I'm going to talk about the woos and we could glaze over some of these what's. Of course, we got to yeah. talk about Brian versus Bobby Fish. Yeah. My God, what a great match. He just got beat. Yeah. Sh- oh, okay, what does that mean? What is that? No, oh, I, yeah, I think it's a good match. I thought it was. I th- no, 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 no. Hey, now, hey, come on now. Uh, I thought it was a great match, but it's also like you can't top him versus Suzuki. But it was different. So they had a good match. Yeah, go, 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 by all means. No, but it, it, it was different because they talked about Minoru Suzuki. It was almost like the next chapter. The entire match is just like Miro's. Uh, I mean, uh, Brian's been beating the shit out of by Suzuki the night before and you saw it in his face when he was wrestling like he looked tired he looked beat up and I, I thought that was a great way of illustrating that absolutely I completely agree with you I thought it was a great match I had a great time watching that match I think Bobby Fish is great mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a place for him on the card which I'm a little worried about I kind of like the place so he I has hope- what place is that? The place is he like, fights. He puts on great. He's got the Cesaro, a Cesaro complex. Like yeah. he loses, but he puts on long matches with established people. Yeah. I think that's oh, a fine that's place good. for this forty-three-year-old or however old he is. You know, I think that's a good. <laughs> that's a good point. spot. Yeah. Um, and also the double heel, the heel hook at the end. They did the double leg yeah. lock, and then he snaps into this heel hook. I love. It was legit. Yeah, I think that's something that we should really hopefully get used to with Daniel Bryan is that his finishes can come out of anywhere, which I love about Daniel Bryan because he could hurt you in any way. That's American dragon to me. That's what I love about it. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Joe, we got some here's uh, Joe writes mirror rules. Why isn't he at the top of the card? There'll be a time. Honestly, honestly, hangman's first feud with Miro. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think I well, actually, I don't even know if, that will be Hangman's first feud. I think that's the guy who takes the title from Hangman. What do you mean? Oh, oh, really? I don't know. What are you thinking? Maybe. Get out of here. You're trying to... I think so. Who do you I think, think so. taking the title from Hangman? Who are you trying to say? I think it'll be Miro. Oh, you think Miro's going to take the title from Hangman? And then Daniel yeah, O'Brien's going to be taking it from Miro. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of a match right I'm there. I'm very excited Ooh, for that. Look out. Uh, and then we also have here, Joe writes, sad that WWE couldn't use him correctly. Guess that's the case with everyone. Well, not everyone. You know, like the Raymond Reigns, uh, they treat him real yeah. good. Edge, they seem to love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm uh, you know. I think it's not that they don't use them correctly. It's that guys like Bobby Fish, they just don't let Bobby Fish wrestle the way Bobby Fish wants to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I, he's limited. Yeah. He's limited. And that's also what makes Brian such a special wrestler and a special talent is that even though he was limited, he was able to change his style and also be excellent in both places. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, another woo for me on here before we get to the bracket, which we're going to talk about, uh, is Hangman Page. Hangman Come Page. On. Hangman Page, yeah. I was waiting for Cowboy it. Shit. What a What a great promo. He is a really great promo. Very understated. Yeah. You wouldn't expect it from him from the beginning of the promo. 
every single time he starts uh, starts speaking, I'm like, wow, this guy's a, an idiot. And then he keeps going and going. And you're like, this guy, like, because he's not an idiot. He just sounds uh, like he doesn't know what he's doing. He sounds like a kid. He sounds honestly like okay. a kid. And so yeah. when he starts talking, you realize like, oh, he's onto something. Every time he surprises me. Every time he's on the mic, he surprises me in a great way. Yeah. He's the best unscripted promo in wrestling. And what I mean by that is like what you said, even if all of the promos in AEW aren't scripted, Hangman never sounds no. prepared or scripted. No. And he always finds his way and it draws me in even more because I relate so much more to him yeah. because he does that. It's he's just the greatest. He's the greatest. And like, yeah, cowboy shit, let's rally behind cowboy shit and all of that. But that promo is so emotional. It's so relatable. It's about doubting yourself, believing in yourself, going on a personal journey to find the best version of yourself, understanding that you have to believe in yourself, regardless of how many friends you have. There's just so much there. It's so good. Give the guy the title and let him fucking ride a horse to the ring. Mm -hmm. Hunter Horse Hemsley. 100%. Oh, my God. All right, uh, R.I.P. Did you see that thing I sent you with uh, Jim Ross calling Triple H a son of a bitch? <laughs> that son of a bitch! There's this uh, thing online. I'll send it to everyone. Uh, everyone on this uh, that's watching right now. It's just JR saying uh, Triple H is a son of a bitch over and over again. we got some comments here. Tony writes, Tony's in the house! Boom! Tony! Big Boom! Tony! Uh, good to see you here, Tony. Uh, Joe writes, yes, don't make Miro the first challenger. He needs to win. That's actually a good point. Mm. I don't think he needs... Well, who knows? We'll, we'll see how this goes, but I, I I agree not making the first one. I agree with that. S, Punk takes the title from Hangman after Punk turns heel. Yeah, I would like that. There's a lot of things I would like about that, but uh, there's, there's too many options. Honestly, it's hard to even pick, right? I'm going to make a really bold you make your prediction bold. here. Okay, I'm ready for it. CM Punk and Brian Danielson will never win the AEW title. <sighs> Why do you think that? I think that title will forever be meant for the future. And if either of one of them ever do win the title, it will be kind of like a shorter reign that's going to be built to put over someone else. Like an MJF. Sure. sure. But uh, you say uh, only used to build, build up the future. Who was the uh, first champion? <laughs> yeah, exactly, though. But exactly. That's the thing. When you start your company, you need your most established, biggest veteran star to be your champion to help build other people. So you go from Jericho to Moxley. And now you take someone like Kenny, who's known globally but not known that well in America. He's taken a year and a half to build himself up in a North American audience's eyes. Now he's your champion. Now everybody's sick of him. And you've spent two years building up your true future, who's Hangman. And now Hangman will pass it to MJF or Miro. I cannot imagine a world where both Punk and Brian aren't champion in the next two years. <laughs> both of them in the next two years. I can't imagine a world. I can't imagine a world. Hey. But well, I appreciate your, your – that's, that's interesting. Um, Let's uh, put it in the shoebox, bury it, and dig it up in a year bit. and see if I'm right. Yeah, you, all of you are going to be responsible for keeping track of this. You too, Kay. You're a part of the family now. Yeah, Kay. You're at the pizza party. Yeah. Uh, uh, is there a bigger face, a baby face than Hangman? He's right, Honestly, he's right up there with Brian. Brian Danielson is also uh, – honestly, Brian Danielson is – is one of the best baby faces ever because of the way he sells and uh, the way he's able to get the crowd behind him. But man, Hangman and Brian, they're, they're the tippy top for me. Uh, yeah. Do you agree with that sentiment? Yeah. 
100 um, he's the best baby face in town tony uh, I love when uh, a Tony and S start getting at it with each other. Uh, and then MJF's, MJF beats Hangman's. Jeez, it's uh, it's too obvious. Uh, you think that MJF is going to beat Hangman? Interesting. I guess that makes sense. It's possible. Uh, I, I don't see that not happening. I don't see MJF becoming champion for a while. I think... Well, you know... What? Go, no, go, no, go. No, no, what do you think? No, no you go, oh, you go. go. I was just going to say... <laughs> Uh, and we'll talk about him more later in our Halloween Havoc review. But MJF, MJF's hero, idol, Brody Piper, never heavyweight champion. Never needed the title. Doesn't need it. And I don't know if MJF needs the title I don't either. think he does. Honestly, and if he does, it should be one of those long haul ones where when he wins it, it's uh, it's it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy celebration. And he doesn't need it. He absolutely doesn't need it. And him losing the opportunities only makes him better. Um we have a uh, uh, big boy Roy with the bold prediction. Nice ass. I like that. Joe writes, they are definitely going to make punk champ at some point, probably a short term deal. Need that wheel, uh, well-known face of the company for non fans. I believe that too. I agree with that. However, and this is punk, something I think yeah. about now because of maybe a Jim Ross interview or something about how the heavyweight champion, the face of your company needs to go out and do media. I could picture Hangman sitting on a couch on a late night show with the title and his, you know, cactus shirt talking about AEW and his like he I know and his I agree with you to a certain extent. His... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I never dislike anything that he does on being the elite. I hate a lot of things on being the elite, but he's never done anything that I don't like because he does everything earnestly and he does it smartly and he does it himself. He's an editor. He's a film guy. I completely forget that that show exists sometimes. Uh, That's fair. uh, Let's get to this bracket. Let's get to this bracket. What we're most excited about. about. Let me read them off and and give me a thumbs up, thumbs down on how you feel about them. 10 versus Moxley. Yeah. Yeah, that was a rough one to see first. I was just like, who put 10 in there? <laughs> what, what has he done? That should have been John Silver versus Moxley. That would have been yeah. fucking wild. Uh, oh, uh, Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, that's a good, it's a good matchup. I think they both I think they could do well. Dustin versus uh, Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson. Yeah, that's a cool one. That's a really yeah, that's cool really fun. One. Like I, I I've never <laughs> thought I wanted to see that match until we saw it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How could you smell it from here? <laughs> the, it your really reaction. Did. It was. It was. Uh, I need a prune. Because <laughs> prunes are good for acid reflux. Oh, is that true? All stone fruit are. So cherries, okay, plums, uh, prunes, ra- uh, mm. not raisins, dry cherries. I'm a big plum guy. And Lance Archer versus uh, Eddie Kingston. Whatever. It's like thumbs in the middle of that match. No, it's one of these. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a, I don't care about it, you know? Uh, I love that because it's going to hopefully lead me down my to my dream matchup, which is Eddie versus Brian. Yeah. Eddie Kingston versus Brian? Yeah. You think Lance Archer is going to beat Eddie Kingston? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. But you think Eddie Kingston versus yeah. Dan- uh, Brian Danielson is a, a dream match? For me, it's something I oh, want to okay. see. It's like a personal dream just, match for me. Just like Dustin versus Brian is also a personal dream I just, match I, for I me. Just, I guess it just threw me for a loop. I just don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> it just, uh, it's crazy. crazy. It's going to be good. Well, 
Maybe. And uh, Joe writes, book it now. <laughs> book the Lance Archer, the Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Bryan Danison match now. That's what he's referred to. Uh, yeah, we're all waiting to see that match. Eddie Kingston waddle around out there. Hey, come on. He's great. Give no, he's good. With Eddie Kingston's waddling. It's more of, it's more of like a, like a, it's more like a bow leg goose step. <laughs> it's a deliberate bow leg He walks goose around step. like he's a bushwhacker. We're having fun, everyone. We're having fun. Tony writes, Lance will win. Lance will win. Uh, uh, maybe. Tony. Maybe. Lance. Don't break my heart, my achy, Don't ruin heart. this dream match of dream matches. It should be at the Tokyo Dome. Chica Mark says, I want to see that match now. Honestly, I'd like to see that match just because Eddie uh, wrestles a very specific way and Brian will make him wrestle a different way. No, they're going to beat the shit out of each maybe. other. Yeah, stop hating, Red. Uh, okay. Thank you, S. I'm not going to say anything because, you know, whatever. You're hanging out with your sig other. Uh, but uh, you're trying to fight. You're <laughs> trying to fight. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, so I think that's the end of Dynamite for me. That's I think the so. end of Dynamite. But we're I not so. over with the show. Right now, we're going to do – this is a Loser Leaves Wrestling uh, exclusive, an exclusive where we're going to do the woo-woo-woos and what's of – oh, I shouldn't even say. You're going to start this off. You're going to lead this one. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do the – okay, the stream's okay. Um, we're going to be doing the woos and what's of Halloween Havoc 1997. I'm really excited about this. Uh, I was a WCW guy growing up. I really liked this show as a child. Uh, looking back on it now, it's a tale of two pay-per-views, really. Um, and also, uh, NXT 2.0 had their Halloween Havoc last night. I didn't watch it. Uh, I might watch some of it. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's fun to talk yeah, about this. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, it's, a, it's a real uh, – uh, you tale of two pay-per-views literally split down the middle. <laughs> like the first half yeah. and the second half. Um, yeah, if you put the first three matches and then the DDP Macho Man together on one card, it's a really good episode of Dynamite. Sure. Is how I, I keep Mongo it. and Alex right in there, but I can't wait to talk about We're it. Gonna talk We're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. All right. This is really exciting um, for everybody who's in the chat. If you've had a chance to watch this pay per view, feel free to check I know Chica Marks has been if, watching. Love Chica it. Marks. And if you uh, haven't gotten a chance to watch it, we'll just sit back, relax, and enjoy uh, us talking about. This show. And also, there's three people on this show who have wrestled on AEW. So that's pretty exciting all these years sure, later. Sure, sure, Alex Wright, Mongo, and, and Randy <laughs> Savage. That's crazy. And Jacqueline, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we open up in the first match. Read the first match. It's uh, the Ultimo Dragon versus Yugi Nagata. But before we get there, let me get your opinion on a couple of very WCW-specific sure. things, see how you felt sure. about them. How do you feel about the stage and all of the accoutrements on the stage. Now, I love elaborate stages. I love themed stages. And I love the graveyard, so this was a Halloween-themed show, so there's a lot of spooky skulls. And But I've watched earlier Halloween Havocs, and they're in costume. All the people are in costume. I want to see... <laughs> Uh, the, Tony Schiavone as the Phantom of the Opera. Like, I want to see that. And for some reason, like, I guess somewhere in the mid-90s, they're just like, well, we're not trying to look lame. And Tony Schiavone's just like, I do. <laughs> I just wish that they did that because I would love to have seen what Dusty 
dressed up as. That oh, would have been great. Boy. Yeah. That would have been great. So yeah. I love yeah. the stage, love the theme, but uh, I'm uh, uh, I wish they didn't, they went more all out. Oh, there you go. How did you feel about the Slim Jim rappers around the ring posts? Too much? Oh, uh, I think that's hysterical. <laughs> I think that's very funny <laughs> and very dumb. Uh, we got some comments. Uh, Chica Marks watch it today. Stings galore. Ha uh, ha. Uh, that's a that's a J. Uh, that's a Jer- Jeff Jarrett. Ha ha. We're gonna talk oh, about boy. him in a minute too. Yes, age in a cage. You're damn right. They were huffing. Got that. They right, were huffing pal. so much air that the first few, the first two rows passed out from oxygen deprivation. <laughs> That's Jim Cornette. That's uh, our friend Jim Cornette, friend of the show. Uh, Tony writes, "I'm an ECW guy. Go away, WCW. Lol. Tony, all your ECW Tony. guys jumped ship and went here. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the first three matches of this show, Tony, and tell me you're not a WCW all- guy. But turn it off yeah, after turn that. Off after turn that. it off after the first three. No, matches. I think you can get something out of Disco Inferno versus Jackie. <laughs> We'll talk about that. that. We're going to talk about that. All right. So the opening match is Ultimo Dragon versus uh, Yugi Nagata or Yuji Nagata, joined by uh, his manager, your close personal friend, Sonny Ono. Ono. Uh, He he has interesting ways of promoting a wrestling show. Interesting (laughs) ways of promoting a wrestling show. But yeah, um, I liked the match. Are we going into liking and not liking? Yeah, yeah, I give it yeah. a woo. This is what what you like about it. It's, it's a, a woo. woo for me, it's right? Woo, it has woo. to be a woo. I think uh, uh, I love. Yeah. I love Ultimo Dragon. I've always loved Ultimo Dragon, even though I feel that he didn't have the best run in. He did. He had a terrible run in WWE, and that's how I was introduced yeah. to him. I wanted to love him so much, and all I saw was bullshit when he was there. You know, um, the thing is, like, uh, what did I write? Dragon is so good. Yuji won by oh, Yuji won by tap, which was shocking. I was just shocked yeah. that, uh, like, there was such a clean win. Such a clean win. I yeah, thought Ultimate nice? Dragon was kind of like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to see my baby faces tap unless they're lesser than, or it's a big match. So to give you some, some, some context here, and that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be giving you some context. I didn't realize how much I actually understood about the background of a lot of these matches. So Sonny was always with Ultimate. Yes, I remember that. Sonny wanted Ultimo to like do some heel stuff and Ultimo was like, no. And he kicked him in the head. So he brought in Yugi to take him out. And then in real life in this match, Ultimo had bone chips in his elbow. So he was working the arm the whole time. And I know that because of Mike Tanay, big woo 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 to Mike Tanay for the first, these first few matches. He does an excellent, excellent job here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tanay, Tanay, honestly, and uh, Bischoff says this a lot. Tanay is an amazing analyst. Amazing analyst. Yeah, and is. honestly, that's what they should do on AEW is if they're going to have however many people out there, let's at least give them a role that's specific <laughs> to the match. You know, don't just come out here yep. to talk shit. I hate talking shit. And we'll get into that in, a, in another couple of matches because the, the commentary team really steps up their game very, very briefly on this show yeah. when it's really needed, though. Do you feel anything else about this uh, Dragon Nagata match? Well, what's with Raven? What was with Raven at the time? He just came out and did nothing. Yeah, so that was his thing. When he first debuted for WCW, he would come down to ringside and he would just sit there with the flock. And it was fun to see Stevie Richards there, who was there very briefly and then got fired. But he came over with Raven. And it didn't, he didn't like end on good terms in ECW, so he couldn't really go back to ECW after WCW fired him. So he ended up in the WWF. But yeah, he's just there. That's his thing. He just sits there. There's some fun Stevie Richard moments throughout this that I wrote down. <laughs> What did he? I I saw them do like I just I felt if uh, there was a 
a disconnect there. I felt like they did. It almost felt like they're like, oh yeah, I'll go out and uh, do a thing, and they're just like, okay, they just stood there. <laughs> like, it was... yeah, it's supposed to be like a an uncool commentary on like grunge culture in the nineties. Sure. Like, he's like a grunge kid who doesn't care. Like, he doesn't like his whole thing for the first few months he was there was that he wouldn't wrestle, and then when he started wrestling, he'd only wrestle under his rules, which were like ECW rules. Mm-hmm. So that's where Raven's rules were born because of that. But yeah, he's just sitting there the whole show. He's there. Yeah. It's pretty, it's, it's interesting. I mean, good, hey, it's a good seat. And then Tony has some line that's really lame towards the end of the show. Where he's like, I know why people hang out with Raven. He's always sitting in the front row. He's got great seats. <laughs> Tony had some interest. Like Tony, young Tony is a lot of fun. He's got so much energy. Yeah. And honestly, it, it, he has energy, but also there's a, there's a, there's a sadness <laughs> in his calls. Yeah. Yeah, by this point, I think he's already starting to be checked yeah. out. Like, even though WCW is doing well, he's already kind of checked yeah, out. Yeah, he's done. Uh, Tony writes, great. Raven was yeah. better in TNA, sadly. Lol. Uh, actually, I need to get into that. I'm, I'm just starting to get into some TNA where fans of the My World Jeff Jarrett thing, where Jeff Jarrett yeah, got, got a little heated. Got a little heated this week. I haven't listened to the new We're episode. I hear he gets a little talk. heated. Talk yeah. About. Uh, yeah, Raven's first two years in TNA are really yeah. good. To Raven's like first two years on the independency and he has these feuds in Ring of Honor with CM Punk that are that's really good. Like he does a lot of yeah. good stuff then. Yeah. Uh second match is Ghetto, who is now the booker of I New Japan for wrestling. I think it's Ghetto. Okay. Okay. It's or it's Gatto. Gat Jatto. No, it's, it's, ghetto. I think it's I, ghetto. Let's go with ghetto. ghetto. Yeah. Yeah. Versus Jericho, but like young baby face Chris Jericho with no personality. Yeah. Honest. How are you how'd you feel about that's this? That's a wet. That okay. was a win yeah, because absolutely. it was like a solid match, solid match. They use the WWF Jericho music, which is funny. Uh, they break it down the walls <laughs> yeah. of Jericho, uh, but it was another tap out. Like Jericho got a yeah. tap out, right? Like, so it was just like two tap outs back to back made me feel a certain way. I don't know what it was, but the thing is that was memorable for it is Jericho almost dying off of that uh, hurricane Rana, Ooh. that jumping hurricane Rana off the top rope, literally landing on his face. Like it was is absolutely terrible, but he no sold it. He no sold it. You should just stay down. I think he was yeah. scared. He was like shocked, yeah. and he was like, "I'm alive." That was very you scary. Know? That was very scary. Uh, yeah, and I again for this, I wrote down Tanay. I think Mike Tanay did a good job of giving us a backstory that they used to team together, mm-hmm. and that now then they feuded a bit in Japan, so they have a history with one another. Sure. I thought that was good, but that was really my favorite thing about it was that um, Tanay was talking about them. This is really interesting I because I was saying, I don't know if I said this on here or not, but I went back and I read Meltzer's review of this show. And this match was the, like, unannounced match. And they would do this a lot. They would do unadvertised matches on WCW. Yeah, this one was. Yeah. They would do this a lot, but um, all of their unadvertised matches on their pay-per-views were always matches that didn't matter. It was like Jerry Flynn versus Scotty Riggs. Like, why are we announcing this match? But it turns out that this actually took the place of the original planned match, which was Meng versus Goldberg. Oh, interesting. I would have loved to see that. Yeah. I would have loved to see it. I think Meng was injured. Sure, sure. So Did they, they ever have a match? It here. Oh, big time. Oh, is that where he fucked, up, uh, fucked him up? Did he fuck him up? No, there was, William there was Regal like a period fucked, of time. Uh, in, Goldberg. Not fucked him yeah, up, but kind yeah, of just embarrassed That's him. how he got fired. Yeah. yeah he, that's why he got just fired. Just embarrassed yeah. him a bit. Um, we got some comments here. Uh, Tony yeah, writes, uh, the weekly end, a TNA pay-per-view was good to fun watch. NWA TNA days. If you give us a suggestion for one of those pay-per-views, maybe we could watch and give some commentary on it. Because uh, that'd be cool. 
Absolutely. Uh, Chico Marks, Absolutely. that jump was nuts. That's uh, the head plant. That was real. Honestly, that woke me up because I was kind of bored in the match. I was just like, whoa, Kawabunga. Yeah. Uh, he writes about that that jump in his book, and he says that it's a miracle that he didn't break his neck. Uh, like, Yeah, no, I'd imagine. Yeah. That was terrifying. Uh, then S and Lady K. Uh, uh, it's uh, body shaming current Jericho to comment about how good he used to look. You did say that. You were just like, oh, look how good he used to look. Well, I'm trying to think. This pay-per-view was what? 24 years ago? So he was like 28, 20. Yeah, I mean, he's going to look better then than he does now. Sounds like you're know? body it's shaming just, and everyone sees it. I'm not. I'm just and saying. I'm just saying. It. He's a human being. We all grow and we all change. And he never did any steroids or anything. to. You know, he's all natural, baby. That happens. And he looks now good it sounds for his like age. You're a Jericho he's over 50. Fan. Now it looks like you're going to storm the Capitol. <laughs> I'm just joking. We're having fun here. We're having fun as SNK. Uh, no, it's SNK. Fair. It's fair. That's a cool nickname. Like, I wonder if they like, oh, we're SNK. Oh, that's good. That's, that's good. I'm sure they probably uh, go by their full names uh, in, in like social, probably in like not. job situations, corporate situations. Maybe Is not. Is it not cool? To, like, that's maybe their name. We don't know. No, I think that's good. I think SNK works. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Whoa, not, B&H Photography. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, then we have a Mongo promo with Deborah. How did you feel about this Deborah and Mongo promo? Oh, sure. Uh, so uh, who is she being interviewed by? Mean Jean. Mean Jean. Mean Jean. And she was just, uh, like, she's not a great promo. <laughs> she's a, no, it's and not, Mongo's not, really. not a great promo either. <laughs> it's just, they both, they both are very dumb, <laughs> it seems. And they both, uh, it, it was kind of, it was entertaining though. It was entertaining to be like, uh, you, know, you know, I'm the, you're, you're a beauty queen. And, and like, he, they both seem to get confused so much so that I can't even remember any of the words they said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't remember a lot of it either. It was just, it was uh, uh, dumb. It was real dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then we have what is widely considered to be the greatest match in WCW yeah. history. Yeah. Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Eddie Guerrero in an absolute barn yeah. burner. Give me your thoughts here. Your overall Beautiful match. Uh, uh, Eddie is so crisp. And so good. And, and nobody sells like Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio has a mask on his face. He has a mask and he's selling like that. His body language looks like he's crawling for everything. It's beautiful. And the thing is, if everyone's like, oh, this is the uh, inception of what wrestling is now. You know, like this is like the, the match that kind of showed Cruiserweight. <laughs> then why aren't they selling like them? They sold the entire match. Everything meant something. There was not a move that looked like it was brushed off, you know? And this is this was a marriage between three styles. Three styles. It was a marriage between uh, Ray's Lucha, Eddie, strong style, Japanese style in this match. Very hard-hitting, very crunchy, and, and then Ooh. the selling of a beautiful American traditional match. A big WWE <laughs> classic. I loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, we got some comments here. Tony, Mongo is a horseman. Have respect, Red. Well, did you see the match? <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Mongo. I got. I got some thoughts. Uh, on Chica Marks writes. I remember when either Red or Moet gave me this match as homework when I first started getting into wrestling. This was homework. This was definitely homework. Absolutely. I think we may have emailed it to you, uh, Miss Marks. Uh, Miss Marks. Damn, that's a that's a good fucking ring name. Miss Marks? That's pretty good. 
That's really good. Um, yeah, I think this match is an absolute masterpiece. I think there's something there is. I think I, I agree with you partially. I think there is more selling than you give uh, credit for in modern wrestling. However, I will say, I will say, what they did in this match that is, doesn't happen very often is that Eddie is on scale a smaller guy but Ray's an even smaller guy so Eddie played the part of the big man in this match and really beat the shit out of Ray that powerbomb oh. spot in the middle of the oh. ring brutal crunched brutal. him fantastic crunched yeah. him folded him in two it was absolutely really uh, grotesque beautiful and the, the the backstory here too just in case anyone wasn't aware is that Ray was supposed to lose this match up until about 45 minutes before the match started Ray was supposed to lose and Ray threatened to not show up to the pay-per-view because he didn't want to lose. Bischoff threatened to sue him, breach of contract if he didn't show up. But Ray just kept lobbying and lobbying and saying, like, you don't understand, like, how important this mask is. It's really part of my character. It's part of this tradition. Like, I need to have it. And this is, I mean, Bischoff thought he was, like, a handsome man and that his face needed to be out there because he could market it more to the ladies. But he was attractive with that mask on. You kidding me? Come on now. Sure. So something happens 45 minutes before the match, and Eddie comes up to him, and he says, hey, you're going over. And I think if Ray loses here and takes his mask off, we're not talking about this match in the same regard today. It's still a great match, but that finish, that spot. And of course, a month later uh, at the next pay-per-view, World War III, Eddie beats Ray for the title again. But just for the title, he does not take his mask off. And he tore at the mask 99. throughout the match. Beautiful match. Well done. Really beautiful. Real done. Uh, Chica Marks, right? Miss Marks, the wrestler is very into the Marks brothers. That's a great gimmick. That feels like a very yeah. That's a really good. That gimmick. feels like a very wrestling pro wrestling gimmick. <laughs> like it's just so meta. Well, there's so many like slapsticky things that you can do imagine, and like poke people in the butt when they're not looking. Imagine a, stoo got a cane, like a stooge, Hong Kong. a stooge wrestler, not like the Stooges, no, but like the Three Stooges wrestler. Like oh my god, imagine like a slapstick, a slapstick wrestler, Miss Marks. Miss Marks, get in there. That'd actually be very good. That's actually a really There's really a market idea. for it. That's a world wrestling pro wrestling gimmick yeah. right there. Uh, Tony, you love them Lucha Bros, Red. Uh, yeah, I, but listen, I have no problem with Lucha Libre. I have no problem with Lucha Libre. Tony, you're trying to amp me up. And we've got a guest here tonight. You've got a guest and you're trying to... We have Kay here tonight. Uh, don't get me riled up. I'm freaking out already. I love Lucha Libre. I just feel that Lucha Libre... Uh, when mixed with other styles of wrestling, insults the other styles of wrestling. I just think Lucha Libre, I, I partially agree with you. I think Lucha Libre on a Lucha Libre card is what it is. Yeah. It's exactly what you expect exactly. it to be. It's a wonderful time, but you know, yeah, it doesn't kind of like a give and take. Yeah. A give and take. Um, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Uh, the next we have Mean Gene doing the hotline. Yeah, the gross ass hotline. Gross, gross hotline. Yeah, really just like a, it's just a shame. big money grab. It's just a shame. It's, I'm yeah. so glad where wrestling has come from. <laughs> like, yeah, 1 900 909 9900. What a shill. Uh, terrible. And he place. got a cut of everything. Yep. He got a cut of everything. Oh, of course. He got a cut. Why would he? Yeah. And then. Then we have this stupid, I, I think it's oh, yeah. maybe you don't, the stupid Hogan-Bischoff promo that completely derails the show. Also, real quick, I want to go back for a second and compliment the commentary team. Tony and Mike Tanay essentially took over for the yeah. Ray-Eddie match. And Tanay was doing all of the insights and everything, and Tony was just like going into the drama, feeding the drama, and amping the match up. Bobby said a very, very few things here and there. Dusty said even less, as they should. 
and it was just these two, and that was great. And I wish AEW would do that more where it's like one person lays out for a segment and the other two people take over, they can kind of go back and forth. So there's room for everybody. But Tony specific, uh, not Tony, uh, Dream. Dream did jump in every now and then just to talk about how great Eddie is. Uh, and like, yeah. They all agreed. Like Eddie is a star. Eddie is a star, yeah. which was really cool. Really cool stuff. Really but, good. Uh, to talk about this Hogan promo with Eric Bishop. Yeah, talk about this Hogan promo. Uh, like, he starts flexing, and immediately Bishop starts grabbing his biceps. And he's like, yeah, grab it. And he's like, yeah, I'm grabbing it. And it's just weird. It was just weird. Uh, I th- I'm not even saying that, like, oh, gross. I'm just like, who does that? <laughs> that's just that's dumb. And it went on way too long. It looked like It yeah. looked like he got lost. He got legitimately lost to this promo, and they just didn't cut. They're just like, all right, Hogan, uh, we're going to do it in one take. And he did this one take, and they just can't cut it down. <laughs> How do you cut that down? He never stops talking. There's never a break. Uh, it's It was bad. It was really bad. Uh, yeah, and this whole idea of, like, well, he's not going to wrestle because of Sting. Like, hey, guys, we're at the pay-per-view. You're going to wrestle. Like, it's going to yeah, happen. Like, why are we doing this? Dumb, dumb, dumb. Really silly. Uh, and uh, Tony writes, no dirt sheets back then. There were always dirt sheets. Yeah. Tony. Yeah. There have been dirt sheets for a while, but they weren't as easy to get to. And not as many people knew about them. So people like me, I didn't do it, but people my age would, like, call the hotline sure. to find out about these things. That were nonsense. Because Mean Gene and that was like, there's a certain click backstage that's going to get another member. They would do stuff like that, and people would hear the click and think it was, like, Hall and Nash, but it would be, like, the flock. It's like, oh, Horace Boulder is coming in to join the flock. I never paid the hotline. My parents wouldn't let me do it. Smart parents. Yeah, I got that right. (laughs) And then next we have uh, the the start of a second pay-per-view in a way. No, this is the the main (laughs) event of the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. So we have Mongo versus Alex Wright. Now, interesting side note here. This was supposed to be Jeff Jarrett. Uh, this was supposed to be the blow-off to the Mongo Jeff Jarrett feud that had been left. happening all year long. But he left to go to the WWF, and so they were like, his, let's put in Alex Wright. he had his uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin promo, which is detailed on this week's My World. Very gotta, interesting timing of us doing Halloween Havoc. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, S. Yeah. Wright, I had a bit of a hotline problem back in the day. Those bills added up fast, man. S, I'm so glad you got out of yes. it. I'm so glad. Let us know in your next message what was the juiciest piece of gossip Gene whispered into your <laughs> <Yeah>. ears. <laughs> what year is this? Yeah, I want, like, I want some context. Rough? I want you to give us something. But uh, in terms of uh, Mongo versus Alex Wright, uh, I wrote down the first thing I wrote Mongo is intriguing. <laughs> Mongo is someone you can't take your eyes off of. I can't. Yes, absolutely. He, he really absolutely. steals your attention because, like, he doesn't move like a wrestler. He doesn't What's move the thing? like a human. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he moves like a GI Joe. You want to talk about yeah. somebody who moves like a GI Joe? Yeah. It's Mongo. He doesn't bend his his knees or his elbows <laughs> ever. <laughs> like ever. ever. It was. And you know what? At the end of the day. The worst thing you can be as a wrestler is forgettable. Mongo not forgettable. is not forgettable. Not forgettable. Alex Wright, very forgettable. Uh, Alex, his dance is the best. Come on, no, bro. <laughs> you don't like his dance? No. <laughs> I love his you dance. don't like his dance? <laughs> uh, uh, Chica Marks, I want to know how Alex keeps his hair from moving. Uh, yeah. that, no, that's actually very impressive. Uh, I, I just, I, I felt like the match was. Was very intriguing to watch. The most fun part for me was though Goldberg comes in, and oh, God. and Goldberg first shows up on the wrong side of the ring. 
He shows up on the wrong side of the ring, and Mongo is literally facing him and has to pretend he doesn't see him. He has to pretend that he's not there. And then walks over the ref so he can turn around so he can get speared. And then Alex Wright, he picks up and suplexes Alex Wright onto him. But there's something about him. He, he took Mongo's football, like Super Bowl ring. Yeah, yeah, because Goldberg used to be a football player, yeah, and he never won a Super Bowl. But was he trying to be heel? Was this this was on his ramping up? This is him ramping yeah, up, so, so he didn't know where also, he was going to go or what he was going to be. Yeah, and this was an emergency. Like Jeff Jarrett's gone, we've got to put Mongo in a feud with Deborah. So like, let's put Goldberg in there. Okay, it was really silly, and he said something about it. he's like right in my pocket. Like Goldberg kept saying, right in my pocket. You're not wearing any pockets. <laughs> that was weird. It was really the worst the worst about it, there are some really funny things that was that were really funny. One, he had to step over Alex Wright while he was spearing Mongo. Oh, yeah, that was pretty nuts. That was very funny. Yeah. And then also Deborah, I mean look, he I almost jackknifed Alex Wright onto Mongo. Yeah, yeah, he almost yeah. killed Mongo. <laughs> I just think like he he comes up to do all of this and it's taking so long that Deborah steps down from the ring apron and is done doing the running interference. So Charles Robinson has to keep looking over at her to be like, hey, are you <laughs> you want to keep doing this? No. And, yeah, he's and then he kind of like <laughs> like looks back a little bit. <laughs> just so messy. Very messy. Uh, Tony wrote that Goldberg spear on Mongo devastating, bro. Uh, you're right, bro. Right there. Are you Vince Russo, Tony? <laughs> this seems like a Vince Russoism. Uh, but uh, yeah, every single Goldberg spear is pretty devastating. <sighs> I remember one he yeah. did to Matt Hardy that was nuts. Uh, S writes, big hotline addiction was in the early 90s. I moved during the summer and didn't have many friends. Spent a lot of time calling the hotline to hear about their arrival. Uh, Steve William and Terry Gordy. Whoa, wow. the miracle violence connection. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, us. Uh, how much did you pay? Do you uh, have you? Do you ever? How much? It was like two, it $2 like a, a minute, right? It. I thought it was. I thought it was ninety nine cents for like the first X amount of minutes, then a dollar ninety nine after that. And Meet and Gene would talk real slow. Did he talk slow? <laughs> Get that you son good. of a bitch. I don't know. Uh, I never called. Chica Marks. I, I haven't thought about hotlines in decades. Memories unlocked. Chica Marks, spill your guts. What kind of hotlines you going on? We Ooh. want to hear the juicy goss. Uh, moving on, yes. moving on. Oh, I'm sorry. This is not my yes. thing. Uh, then we're going to, yeah, we're going to move. Well, yeah, get me going. Uh, we're going to move on to a Macho Man promo that I thought was good. Macho Honest, Man and Liz just doing their thing. Same problem Fine. with uh, Hogan. They both kept talking and rambling, and they didn't stop. They didn't know when to stop. Yeah. And they kept going. Yeah. It almost looked like he lost steam in it. A lot of Slim Jim plugs. He loves his Slim Jim. Uh, but yeah, th nothing really to, of note there. Yep. Now we're getting the to next some, match. the start of the second show. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the opening match of the second show was Disco Inferno versus Jacqueline. This match went nine minutes and thirty-five seconds, and if it had gone four minutes and thirty-five seconds, it would have been good. It would have been fine, in my opinion. It would have been fine. Too much stalling. The, Too the much thing stalling. is, like, like Disco is obviously very talented. Jackie is a, is a very talented performer. She never really got a shot to do anything because of the, t the error that she was wrestling in, unfortunately. Um, but boy, I wanted to skip this match so bad. I watched through it, but like just hearing the comments 
and like how freaked out the announcers were. They were so yeah. scared that like anyone might. So yeah. like I just, I just want I want intergender wrestling so bad. I just want it here. Interesting. You're not. Yeah, and you know the story. The story behind this is that Disco Inferno Bischoff wanted Disco to put over Jacqueline, and Disco refused to. And Bischoff's whole thing is like, if you ever come to me and say you refuse to do something, you either do it or you're fired. So he fired Disco. And then Disco went to try to find a job somewhere else and couldn't. And someone convinced Bischoff to hire Disco back. But Bischoff said, I'll hire you back, but you have to put over Jacqueline. So that's what this is. And... I feel fine about intergender wrestling. I think it's a good idea. I think it's upsetting because at this time period, they had Medusa, and they were trying to kind of do a women's division. Why wasn't Jackie fighting Medusa? Why weren't they doing something more with the women's division? Because they had Medusa. That's the only thing that's frustrating. The top yeah, and wrestler. they also had Bull Nakano. Yeah. They had other Japanese women they were bringing in. They had access to all these Japanese women and Medusa, and they had someone like Jackie. There should have been more women's wrestling, but this is fine. I think Jackie did a couple of good spots, and there's just too much like disco running around. I could have done two minutes less of disco running around. I will say though, his song slaps. That is a dope song. <laughs> that disco song and that dance, like I'm, I was into it. I was really into it. Chica Marks <laughs> writes, uh, "I called music ones for bands. Man, I'm old. So you called some music. I understand. I understand. I get it. You want to find the juicy gossip on the new who? Yeah. Who'd you listen to?" Uh, uh, Duran Duran, or uh, or uh, what's another band? Um, what is another band? Why am I only thinking of Duran I, Duran? Pick any band. The Smiths. The Smiths. The Smiths. Oh, that's a pretty cool one. That's actually a really good one. Uh, but uh, then she wrote, uh, Chica Marks writes, I was excited for the intergender match, but wondered if they would a- actually ever do anything. Yeah, it was a lot of that. It was honestly a three-minute match that they stretched into what? You said nine minutes? Yeah, it was about nine minutes. Yeah, terrible. Uh, S writes, you ever listen to Disco's podcast? He has the worst wrestling philosophy. Uh, his, uh, his pad is like the anti-LLW. So bad. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, S. Yeah, because one other thing is he's an old piece of shit uh, with dated yeah. opinions and dated. Uh, he's also, uh, I'm sorry, keep going. Jaded and bitter. Yeah, he's also like anti-vax and like yeah, you know yeah. all those other things, which yeah, we don't have yeah, to go talk have about. A, uh, go have an interview with Brian Cage and uh, Pete yeah. uh, Wentel, <laughs> Wentz, or whatever his name is. He, the best thing he ever did, he said something stupid to Cody on Twitter, and Cody roasted his nuts so hard, and it's like the best thing Cody's ever said. I have to check said. that out. I have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's really good. I hope I can find it. I hope really someone on here quick, has seen it. To, he just tears Really quick, apart. we have to talk about Cody and Arn Anderson's thing. I forgot to re- uh, talk to you about it. From Dynamite. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick aside. Quick aside. Quick really aside for important. all you AEW fans out there. Uh, Cody Rhodes uh, and Arn are driving in a car. They drive to a warehouse and they bang on the door. And Dustin lifts up the... With, that's that's Dustin's training school in Austin, Texas. Justin, oh, was it? Oh, interesting. He lifts yeah, up the that's his door school. and out. And there's a who's that? Red Velvet and uh, Arn yeah. Anderson's Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson, Lee Johnson, Brock Anderson, and they're all just yeah. talking shit about Cody. You stuck up little <laughs> baby. You're a baby, and she gets it gets slapped by Red Velvet right across the face. She calls him a piece of shit. Piece of shit. The they get in the ring and they're all just picking at his leg and slap him. And uh, Arn Anderson just like. You gotta take these distractions or whatever. Like people are gonna come at you. People are gonna come at you. Honestly, this is perfect. 
this is perfect. I love it. Because of the yeah. reason he's got he's trying to make himself a baby face again. He's trying to make himself be lovable and like because he's coming up from the ashes and he's gonna show up to face Malachi Black and get booed out of the building again. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Uh, Tony writes Glock Anderson needs to get Nick Gage to beat the snot out of Cody. Uh, no, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Please, God, don't. <laughs> Please, God, don't do that to me. <laughs> I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that. Nick Gage doesn't belong on my TV. Um, oh, Jesus. Whew. I'm uh, All right. Now. All right. And speaking of someone who doesn't belong on our TV, the next match is Ric Flair versus Kurt Hennig. Did you see that thing I posted on Loser Leaves Wrestling? Hey, you should, maybe you should all check out Loser Leaves Wrestling <laughs> on Instagram. There's some fun content there. I just posted of, uh, of Ric Flair with uh, that, that filter that makes his face real small, but his lips and eyes real big. <laughs> he looks like the honeycomb monster. <laughs> He does. Know. He sure does. Uh, Tony writes, no and, uh, respect for the to... light tube. Shame, Red. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. What were you saying? Uh, just to give some quick context to this match, something that I want to point out here is that WCW obviously made many, many bad decisions which led to their demise. But really the start of their bad decisions actually happened the month prior to this show. There was a War Games match between the four horsemen, including the fourth new member of the horsemen, Kurt Hennig, to replace Arn yeah. Anderson against the like NWLB team of Conan, Buff Bagwell, Sean Waltman, and Kevin Nash. Now, in this match, Kurt Hennig turns on the horseman, beats the shit out of everybody, and they slam Ric Flair's head yeah. in a cage. Really brutal, really violent. The thing to mention about this, which I found out later as I got older, is it really killed the town. This was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, heart literally the heart country. of quote-unquote Flair country. They never sold out another show in North Carolina again after Ooh. this. The, for the rest of their the time, they, this was their safe haven. No matter what, they could always go to North Carolina. You put Ric Flair on the card, it's going to sell out. It never happened again because of this match and this night. So here we are a month later for Ric Flair's revenge. Do you feel like he got revenge, Red? How did you feel about this? To match? be honest, I for, I forgot about all this because I knew I know the storyline of all that happened, but I kind of forgot about it. Started off hot, started hot, but honestly, I just stopped caring. I just stopped yeah. caring halfway through because I, I I think like I might have enjoyed this more in a different context, but honestly, I've just seen so many of this type of Ric Flair match. I don't like babyface Ric Flair. Never have, never have liked a babyface Ric Flair match. Only one I could think of liking is old man Rick. Old man Rick yeah. as a baby face right. is fun because, like, you root yeah. for the old guy. Uh, but right. uh, other than that, this was just kind of wah, wah. I put a wah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think um, this is the second match in a row where they did the walkaway spot, the see you later spot, I call it, where the the bad guy wrestler is like, I'm done here, and starts to walk up the ramp, and then the baby face chases yeah. after him. They did that twice in a row. They do it another time on yeah. this show, too. I think they actually do it two more times yeah. on this show. Um, yeah. I, the thing that I thought was really funny, the camera didn't really pick up on this, but I thought it was really good. Classic Kurt Hennig is Flair goes to the outside to pull Hennig's legs up to the ring post, and Hennig's fighting against it, and he grabs the referee and trips the referee and pulls the referee down <laughs> as Rick Flair's pulling him. <laughs> I like fun. that. Um, a little Easter egg here, too. Is that, and that's funny, I think Chica Marx just brought it up. 
Uh, I think a little Easter egg here is that he's the U.S. champion, but he brings the cruiserweight title Did with he? him. So he's got the cruiserweight that's title so with him. The whole match. What a WCW <laughs> yeah. thing to do. Uh, yeah. That's really dumb. Uh, 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 S writes, I know that Ric Flair is a bad human being, but man, did WCW do Flair dirty during that time period. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. They just really didn't. Absolutely. They just didn't care, and they were trying to move on from it, and they thought they were bigger than their fan base uh, that built it, and uh, they just were proven wrong. And Chico Marks writes, yep. attacking the rest was weird by grabbing their grabbing them and pulling them in, which is very fun. <laughs> very fun stuff. Yeah, we're going to talk about ref bumps later, too, oh, in this yeah. Macho Man oh, DDP sure. match. Um, yeah. But, uh, All right, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Just, no, what you got? That was just wham for it. Yeah. And then the J.J. Dillon thing was also, like, God, whatever. I yeah, of course they're going to fight each other. When J.J. Dillon <laughs> talks. And uh, Eric yeah. Bischoff, uh, honestly, I know he's, like, supposed to be a bad guy. But, man, he comes off like he really wants – like, you know how everyone talks, like, uh, Vince Russo. He just wanted to be on TV, and he wanted to get himself over. Like, this feels less like – a lot of Eric Bischoff stuff is less, oh, like, I'm a bad guy here. It's just like – but honestly, he, like, look how cool I am. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was the NWO. That was the problem with the NWO is that no one was ever like, I'm a bad guy. It was like, I'm a bad guy, but I'm pretty yeah, cool. I just, don't, I, don't, I, just don't, I like, I'm, he's really, honestly, I hate this era of Bischoff. Bischoff really became great to me when he was on Raw. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah, when he was no longer in yeah. control of his creative. He's a good personality. And he was just a character. He's a good personality yeah. when he's not absolutely. in charge of his personality. <laughs> Yep, agreed. And then we have uh, Lex Luger versus Scott Hall. This is also a big snore for me, too. How did you feel I about it? I have never liked Lex Luger. Lex Luger has never sure. had a good match in my eyes. Uh, his match against Ric Flair, uh, I did not like it. I think he's got a lot of fire. He's got a lot of fire, but he's very boring. And Scott Hall is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is smart, but lazy. And that's what this match was. It was a lazy and boring match. The best part about it was Larry Zbysko. Like, him, him as a ref <laughs> is very captivating. <laughs> he's, like, checking in. He's like, get away from him. Come on. He's throwing his arms around. He's checking. He's lifting the arm. Like, oh, my God. And then when he got involved and kicked uh, Eric Bischoff in the stomach, loved it. Loved it. My brother and I used to walk around our house as a child. Uh, we would give each other forearms, and we would sell, like, Lex Luger. So he'd give me a forearm, and I'd just go, ah! That's all. He just yells. Ah! That's very funny. Brutal. That's very funny. Yeah. And also, Larry Zabisco yeah, uh, got yeah, six go, go, in go. a front face lock, and I loved it. Yeah. Taught to him by Judo Jean LaBelle. Yeah. <laughs> they, so they said that in commentary. Yeah, they said yeah, that in commentary. Yeah. They did. Uh, yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, yeah, I was going to say I hate Larry Zabisco, but I like him in this match, in this yeah. segment. Yeah. There's, actually, I like Larry Zabisco. I got to do. He's just like, he really, he's like a dad. No, he's not even like a dad. He's like, he's just like a, an adult that will give you cigarettes. <laughs> he's the one that's just like, just have a drink and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's great. I really love that. Uh, Chica Marx writes, uh, but they, bo they wore black tees. Uh, what, uh, who's wearing black tees? What does that mean? The NWO. Yeah, that's why they're so oh, cool, because they, they yeah, wore black tees. Uh, Tony, I was never a big Luger <laughs> fan. No one's a big Luger fan. That's the issue with Luger. Can I just Were say, you a Luger, fan? Luger had one good match. No, absolutely not. Although Lex Luger is responsible for me fracturing my ankle when I was eight years old. 
because I watched WCW Thunder. Bret Hart put Lex Luger in the sharpshooter, and he passed out from the pain and didn't tap out. So then my brother, later on that week, put me in an ankle lock, the Ken Shamrock ankle lock, and I wouldn't tap out. And then, pop! So, uh, <laughs> Lex Luger ankle. didn't cause this. Your well, brother, yeah, my brother did broke your ankle. But my, Lex Luger taught me never to give up. I should have just tapped out. My ankle would have been I fine. I just imagine <laughs> you're going to ankle lock, and you're like, no, no, pop! Yeah! <laughs> 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 it's happening! It's happening! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. I was just in tears immediately. I was okay. Oh, that's so okay. funny. Uh, as the uh, the uh, the war t- uh, black tees tucked in though, tucking was never cool. That's uh, actually very actually. Tucking was cool when Scott Hall tucked his shirt in. I'm sorry, Scott Hall's tucked in NWO shirt to the blue yeah. jeans and like the combat boots. Yeah, really I guess one. it really depends on the person. Uh, when Kevin Nash does it, not cool. Not, yeah, cool. not cool. Not cool. Uh, that's not a good cool. point, though, Tony. Uh, I mean, uh, who was that? Yeah. S, you retracted your comment? S. S, we just read it. What? S, we just read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. That's weird. Come, Come on, on, S. They wore black tees tucked in, though. Tucking was never cool. Oh, maybe there's an issue with your thing. Oh, maybe it's. Maybe that was maybe. But uh, we agree. We uh, agree somewhat, except for uh, Scott. Yeah. Uh, Scott Hall was the exception yeah. to yeah. that rule. All right, and moving on. To the only other good match the on the show, DDP versus Macho Man in the third and final match of their 1997 feud. How'd you feel about this? Essentially a last man standing yeah. match. Yeah, uh, it was a casino sudden death match, uh, Las <laughs> Vegas sudden death match. Uh, I, uh, I loved it. I think Ray Eddie Savage uh, and, D- and DDP, DDP, literally one of the most, most improved wrestlers ever, ever. Absolutely. From, uh, from Absolutely. Like, I, like him in 95 compared to him in 97 day and night day and night absolutely yeah. great nice. randy savage was a lot of fun to watch uh loved them going in the graveyard and mess around he, he hit him over the head uh the ddp hit randy over the head with something that shattered and then randy started walking around like like shaky and dusty lost it uh, he wobble legged him he wobble legged him uh, he wobble legged love it love it daddy wobble legged him yeah Oh, it's so good. I wrote that down, too. It's one of my favorite Dusty oh, Calls. man. So good. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, for another thing, big crush on Miss Elizabeth. Uh, I didn't have sure. a crush on her when in, she was in uh, WWE, but now, like, she's got this cool mom vibe. Like, the coolest yeah. mom yeah. vibe. And so I was, uh, I was a big fan. Um, but uh, other than that, yeah, and DDP just did a great job. He's money. Uh, yeah. It feels like, so the, the camera shot was very interesting when they grabbed the camera and uh, they hit him mm-hmm. in the head with it. Uh, that was most certainly a fake old timey camera. <laughs> that was like an old timey, like, ah, <laughs> like it just, it was not, a, it's not a production camera. It was the most cartoonishly structured camera and it looked yeah. fake and it was very funny to yeah. see it yeah. immediately shatter. Uh, it was very fun. We have yeah. some comments here. Um, I had a typo. That explains it. S had a typo. Thank you so much, S. Uh, uh, and you didn't want to show that in front of K. That'd be embarrassing. Um, Tony, Ro- oh, you have thoughts? Yeah, I read Tony's comment, and I'm going to respond to it. I was it. never a big fan of DDP. He, he. Tony, you haven't watched the right matches. Let me give you some good DDP wrecks. It's more. Everything after this match. Yeah. He does. He fights. He has these great feud with Raven, great feud with Benoit. He has these great matches with Sting. 
Tony. Come talk to me after class. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, uh, uh, DDP is a vibe. <laughs> yeah, I got that right. think of it like that. He's a Jersey guy. He's a Jersey guy. Come on. Uh, moving on. We got uh, DDP is the only one on the show with a look that would work today. He would fit in in Brooklyn. No, Jersey Shore, Chica Marks. He's, he's a vibe. He's, he's a, a vibe. vibe. He's just got a vibe. S, I get embarrassed by typos and correct them. I just get so worked up oh, for LLW Live. Yeah. Woo, doggy. Remember Earthworm Jim? Uh, woo, doggy. Sure. Sure. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ciao. Woo, doggy! That's the whole thing. <laughs> is this the show or is this the game? I, I haven't seen the show in a while, but I played that game just a few weeks ago. It's a lot of fun. A lot oh, of fun. Yeah. Chica Marks, yeah. I like the match. Even when they were hitting each other with foam tombstones, they made it fun. That I that was one of my favorite parts of the match. Is that also there was this yeah. weird spot. I don't get the cutter spot. There was a part where uh, DDP went for a cutter and he grabbed the ropes and uh, Randy grabbed the ropes. And then DDP yeah. sold it like he just got hit with something. Like, you'd fall well, so down like that go... every time you do the move. Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, even Macho, though. So that was, what was cool about that spot is that it felt like Paige was going down with such force, such ferocity, that it, even though Macho was holding the ropes, Macho had to go down with him, too, because he was going down so hard. But Macho, because he held onto the ropes, survived it. I, I, just don't, I just don't get it. It's like someone's selling a leg drop more if someone's not underneath them. <laughs> like it's the same impact on your spine. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah. said it was a $100,000 camera. Uh, they they really usually funny. are. Um, Tony, uh, 2001 <laughs> changed my view of wrestling when I got corrupted by the original CZW shows. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, you and your necro butcher bullshit. Uh, Zandon. Uh, I one uh, I uh, when I was in uh, eighth grade, uh, me and uh, the international Rick Nick Saber, international Nick Saber <laughs> of uh, uh, of um, IWF fame, and he's gonna be he's a ref now, and he's climbing the ranks pretty fast. Um, he wrote my yearbook. Uh, he's just like, see you in CZW, because we both planned on training at CZW. Because it was local to, they had a school. They had a school. I'm so glad you didn't yeah, do I that. Yeah, I would have been a wild guy. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. Uh, yeah. S, Macho and DDP had great chemistry. You're damn right, S. Absolutely. Tell them. Tell Absolutely. Tony. They did a very similar match at Great American Bash 1997, but instead of tombstones, they had a barbecue set up, and Dusty Rhodes says, he hit him at the barbecue pier. <laughs> He talked a lot about the, <laughs> the barbecue, barbecue pier, which is <laughs> really fun. Uh, and really uh, the fun. match ended with a, lo a really cool low blow sequence. Yeah, that was really good. Everything up until the interference was good. The interference is a bummer. And then they're like, oh, that's Hogan. That wasn't Hogan. Get out of here. We could see by his boots. Well, you didn't show the boots on TV, so how do I know? But I will say this. I feel like Randy Savage specifically had this type of match in this type of way to show up the next match. This 100%, is a hundred percent. Like I am older than both of you. Is he? I think Randy Savage is older. I mean, he was over forty-five at this point, and we'll get to just how insane that is with this next match. But oh yeah, if you want to look I'm that up, out. I'm gonna. There's a couple of things that I really liked about this match. Um, the intensity from start to finish was really good. Everything meant something. There was this little moment where they're fighting through the crowd, and there had there, there's a girl in the crowd who has to be like twelve, maybe thirteen. 
and he screams, "Get out of my way!" at her <laughs> and scares her. Macho, great job. Be he's good, guy, buddy. He is older. He's older. Yeah, he's one year older That's than Hogan and three years older than Roddy. <laughs> well, whatever. That's absolutely insane and he because does this he shit. he moves so well. And then he does that. And we'll get we'll get into it. We'll um, get into it. It's it's that's really. S something. writes. How did you go from wanting to train in CZW as a kid to becoming a woke version of Jim Cornette? Big flip, Red. <laughs> Is there a story behind this change? Yeah, I grew up. <laughs> I was. I, why didn't you want to change train at the Monster Factory? It was clo- uh, CZW was closer. Oh, Geographically yeah. closer. And then we found uh, IWF International, uh, no, um, Independent Wrestling Federation, where I was trained by the likes of Kevin Knight and Biggie Biggs. And uh, occasionally, Nunzio was there. Occasionally, Dr. Tom Pritchard was there. Every now and then, I heard JBL went there, but I was not around at that time. (laughs) But I did uh, say hi to Tom Pritchard, and I waved at Nunzio. (laughs) So eat then, shit. I also trained with with Darren Young, Fred Sampson. Fred well, what's Sampson? his name now? Fred. Yeah. S- Fred something. But yeah, it's Fred. It's Fred something. But uh, I trained with him. Yeah. I got in the ring with him, and we uh, chain wrestled. And he thought I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, what'd you do? What was your follow up a few years then later? Ten years later. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later, <laughs> nine years later, I trained with Johnny Rods in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, New York, at Gleason's Gym, and I had a sore throat one time, and he's just like, "Goggle iodine, put iodine in a glass of water, goggle it, don't swallow, spit it out, do it three times," and he demonstrated, "Spit it out, don't swallow it, it's poison." <laughs> Uh, Tony, but no glorious Zandig. Uh, no. Hey, if you want to go run into Zandig, you just go to any Trump rally. He'll be there, oh, bud. God. Don't Jesus worry about Christ. that. Uh, and then, speaking of right. horrible, uh, we have our main, main event, of, main the event evening. of the evening. Hollywood Hogan versus Rowdy Rowdy Piper in what looked to be a Punjabi yeah, prison it was, match. Uh, it was definitely a uh, chicken wire cage. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it, like, I was surprised it held their weight. Honestly, I was surprised yeah. it was held their weight. It was an interesting style cage match. Uh, but, uh, boy, was that, how do you want to talk about this? How do you want to talk about this? Yeah. It's really kind of tough to summarize because so much happens, but yet nothing happens at all. It took absolutely forever Uh, for anything to happen. Yeah. Uh, besides, I will say, uh, highlight of that match right in the Mm -hmm. beginning, Hogan's trying to climb the cage and Piper just straight up bites, bites him right butt. in the butt. Chica like Mark just, sent me a clip of that, of just his butt being bit. Uh, Chica Mark, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to send that to our uh, Instagram to let our viewers know that there's butt biting and old WCW. Um, but yeah, just terrible. They're, they start literally like I, whenever I saw I, this is the first time watching this. Uh, uh, Jim Cornette said you had that promo uh, talking about it and, uh, and on raw. Did you ever see that promo? Um, uh, one of the Jim Cornette ranch. Sure he's, just like, yeah, he's just like, yeah. they had a main event with two geriatrics. They were huffing so much, uh, uh, huffing so much air. The first three euros passed out from due to oxygen deprivation. I can't do yeah. it like Jim Cornette. Yeah. Uh, well, sure. Who, who can? can? 
who can bless yeah. his soul bless his wretched soul um but yeah he, uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was just like they were tired they kept climbing the cage and then got climbing back down they literally both walked out of the cage yeah they yeah. both walked yep. out of the first thing like, the match starts off yep. with no ref so i was like oh this is escape yep. only no but they just yep. had a ref come later i there was no sense Terrible. in this match. It made no sense. <laughs> yeah. It was a poorly constructed match with two old guys that just shouldn't have been in there that long. I can't imagine they scheduled yep. that match for that long. <laughs> uh, we have some comments here. You can go, yay, share it. Hogan was like a cat who can't decide if he wants to be inside or pursue outside. Or outside, yes. Um, no, 100%. It was honestly, yeah. it was just stupid. It made no sense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah, Hogan, like, takes over, hits Piper with two leg drops, two of his finishing moves, suddenly calls a referee in. Piper kicks out of that. The audience doesn't react. Just dead dead silent. Audience is absolutely dead. dead. They were into it at the start of the match. They were were moderately into it. They they were really, honestly, putting Randy Savage versus DDP right before this hurt this match. Big time. Absolutely. Big time Absolutely. by comparison. And so, like, like, but, man, uh, they, they kicked out of the two. Audience doesn't care. But what saves the match for everyone? Macho Man climbing the cage and Macho jumping off man. the cage. This cage had to have been 20 feet high. Like, it's the tallest cage in the history of wrestling. And this guy just leaps. 46 years old. 46 just years jumps old. After, after wrestling a no-holds-barred match for 18 minutes... Right before this, this. is Hogan completely. <laughs> he barely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's yeah. trying to reach him, but yeah. just slams his legs into the ground. Uh, I like yeah. because even in the DDP match, when he does the outside double axe handle, when he's on the top rope, does that? I'm just nervous for his knees. I'm like, that's a weird way yeah. to land. Like, I'd rather someone catch you. This yeah. <laughs> is just he crumbled underneath his own weight. It was pretty ghastly. It was pretty ghastly to watch. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely yeah. crazy. And then, to cap it all off, Piper beats yeah. him. Piper beats Hogan. Piper had fought Hogan three times in the last year. Piper had beaten him at least two of the three times. The title never changes hands. They don't talk about it. The, the just Hogan loses and the title just goes nowhere. <laughs> it's, just, it's maddening. And then Michael Buffer... When he's introducing the match, he says, the survivor, if there is a survivor. What is th- What kind of <laughs> match is this? <laughs> Do you know what's going on, Michael Buffer? I love the fact that he's just brought in, paid a million dollars to say this one thing. What a gig yeah. this guy had. What a uh, guy. What but a the gig. match ends. Piper wins. Then uh, a bunch of fake stings come out. And then a fan. Do uh, so you say it's a plant? Uh, uh, Meltzer says it's a plant. When I was going back and reading, I subscribed to the Observer. I was going back and reading about this. He says it's a fake fan. However, I don't know if either. Historically speaking, here Doug Dillinger, who's the head of WCW security, is historically terrible at his sure. job. He is the worst security guard in the history of the world. So I wouldn't be surprised if he outran some fan like. If this fan outran Doug Dillinger, because I could outrun Doug Dillinger. But the fake sting played by Bobby Walker, hard work Bobby Walker. He tackles, he tackles him. him. He tackles him immediately. And Yeah. 
and they're they're hitting them pretty hard. Yeah, and it seems like a weird time to just have a fake fan come in. What to show people not to do it? I I don't know what the purpose. Yeah, that's the thing that's weird. Is like you know he's painted a sting, so like maybe he's out to avenge Sting or something. But like I, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's weird. And Hogan got and something like people were just getting shots in on this guy. Looked like he was getting rubbed yeah. up. Like Macho Man wasn't Macho Man wasn't let in. <laughs> like Macho Man wasn't. Yeah, let Macho in. Man. Historically, there are clips of like fans jumping in the ring near Macho Man. Boy, does that guy beat the shit out of him. Macho Man is so amped up, and he only releases the rage when a fan enters the ring. (laughs) (laughs) It's terrifying. It's honestly terrifying. Yeah. Uh, We got some comments here. Um, Randy's jump was nuts. You're damn right, Chica Marks. Uh, Tony says he's lucky he did not snap something. Well, he did snap something. (laughs) <laughs> but it was slim slapped chip. into a slim that is chip. Uh, Chica Marks writes uh, Piper no sold Randy's hits at the end it was awkward yeah because uh, Piper was in a weird place in his life at this point when he was so angry that he wasn't as popular as Hogan but also he was semi-retired so he didn't want to do this <laughs> yeah he only had one hip he had one hip he was doing this all <laughs> one hip <laughs> no he had a fucking he showed it on TV yeah he had a he, he had a fake hip titanium hip yeah, yeah, and they hit him with a chair. So dumb. Hit him right in the butt. <laughs> this whole thing, yeah, this whole thing, right in the, right in the butt. Um, this whole thing was very dumb. Uh, but this is, so just a, just a quick snapshot for anybody who's, like, watching this. This is one of their first WCW pay-per-views. The same month, the same month, earlier, like two weeks before this show, the main event of the WWF pay-per-view was the first ever Hell in a Cell match between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Oh, my God. So this is the perfect encapsulation of a WCW pay-per-view where the first few matches are awesome and excellent. And then there's some other like really good stuff sprinkled throughout. But the main event, as long as Hogan's involved, is bullshit and terrible. And this is ultimately what killed WCW, yeah. is WWE's main events and bad booking. Um, and this is also why I say that 1997 is the best year in the history of North American professional wrestling because you get... Eddie versus Ray, you get Sean versus Undertaker in the first Hell in a Cell, and you get Austin versus Brett at WrestleMania 13 all in the same year. Get an interesting argument. Interesting argument. You also get Dirty Love year. versus uh, Stone Cold. Uh, two of those. You, all, you get uh, Cactus Jack versus Triple H. Cactus Madison Jack Square versus Garden Triple H too. at the Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's yeah, a good that's argument. A great match. Good argument. Good argument. Well, I think we had a lot of fun today. I think we had a lot of fun discussing. Yeah, this was a super sized show. Super sized show. Thank this you all so much for watching, uh, uh, listening to us talk about WCW. Maybe we'll have some others. Give us some suggestions. Give us some suggestions. Yeah, if you follow us on Instagram, if you guys like this, we'd be happy to do it yeah, again. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. And let us know what you want to see. We're on, we're on here, and we'll talk and about it. Maybe we'll get graphics sometime. The next time. Yeah, the next time we there isn't a Dynamite show, we should do a TNA mm-hmm. week, uh, weekly uh, pay-per-view. Yeah, 100%. Also, let us know if you have any techs. <laughs> let us know if you know any techs that want to help us yeah, do this show. Uh, thank you so much, S. Yeah. Oh, we got some thank yous from uh, S. Yeah. Writes, Age in a Frickin' Cage. You're damn right. Uh, Chico Marks says, thank you. Yeah, S. Right. says, great show, pals. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any other thoughts S. before we sign off? Oh, I hope Kay enjoyed I it. Hope I hope Kay, Kay enjoyed it. And, tell uh, watch tell Kay to come back. We really need her support. Uh, but tell hey, her. And even if you guys are in the same house, under, watch from different two computers. computers. <laughs> two computers. <laughs> we want that. What? There's two. Uh, you're just share? What is this? A, a, a pay per view boom? What is it called? Boom show? I don't know. But thank you all so much. This is like a boom, a boom broadcast with a whole bunch of people uh, joining on a pay per view. 
That's why uh, they cost more at restaurants. But either way, thank you all so much for this is uh, Loser Leaves Wrestling. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. And yes. we're going to put this. Uh, see you all at the pizza party. See you at the pizza party. Oh, yeah. right. See you there, Chica Mars. Uh, bless all of you. Uh, and ha have a great night. Uh, uh, my name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Hammer. Uh, bye. Bye. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. What?